Welcome to Chronicles of Power, a podcast dedicated to the world of power. I'm your host, Kimi. And today we have the Castillo brothers with us. Clap it up, clap it up. You can clap for yourself. It's okay. (laughs) So today we are going to be talking about their time at power within ghosts and then what they have possibly coming up in the future. So first things first, let's all introduce ourselves. So uh, we know who this guy is directly to my left. But did you guys know that there were three other brothers? I, I actually didn't know that there were three other brothers till like episode six. <laughs> I'm sorry. But now we know. We, we know. We know now. But let's first introduce Eric. Yeah. What's up? I'm Eric Hernandez. I play Gordo Castillo in the show. Okay. Next up. What's going on? I'm Cesar Reyes. I play Guillermo Castillo. Andrew Casanova, I play Elberto Castillo, mm-hmm. not Gilberto. Yeah. <laughs> you got to put some spice on the language here. <laughs> Michelle Vidal, I play Gustavo Castillo. And also, I should let you know that uh, Gustavo and Gilberto. Gilberto, that's fine. No, Gilberto. Gilberto. <laughs> they are twins <laughs> in the show. They didn't tell us this, but they are supposed to be twins in the show, and there's about like a two-foot height difference between them. But I mean, you know, that can happen with fraternal twins. Yeah. It's kind of different, but right. it does happen. I'm the better looking one. Oh, really? yeah. <laughs> Let's take a vote, guys. What do you think? But um, I, I do want to start off with the... The very first question that I normally ask people, because I want to get to know you, is where are you from? Oh. What do you do? Like, what did you do before coming to power? Because we we know you now from this, but what were you doing before power? I know I saw some stuff that you did yeah. with agriculture, yeah. whereas you do farming, but were you acting before? Were you yeah. teaching? What were you doing before? Yeah, so I'm originally from the metro Detroit area. Um, and I've been acting, performing since I was a kid, but mainly musical theater and live stage theater. Mm-hmm. Um, I toured for a little while in Aladdin the Musical, did a show in New York before that, um, got a degree in musical theater. So Ooh-hoo. this was kind of my first big TV and film thing, but I've been on the stage for a little while before this. Ooh, nice. And Caesar? Before acting, I was involved in music. I worked with Raekwon of the Wu-Tang Clan. Wait, hold up. <laughs> Wait. You down with the Wu? Yeah, yeah. Down with the Wu. Oh, the I'm other from... Wu, not that Wu. The other What's Wu. That? What's Wu-Tang? I'm from Staten Island, too, yeah. Wait, you're from Staten, from Staten Island? Staten Island, yeah. Oh, that makes sense. Wait, so, wait, isn't Michael Rainey Jr. from yeah, Staten Island? Yeah, he's also from Staten Island and Met the Man, obviously. Well, yeah, yeah. obviously him. So. They, they they run it there. They, they run Staten Island. Definitely. That's the only reason why anyone would go to Staten Island, right? <laughs> <laughs> but uh, next up. Uh, yeah, I mean, like Eric said, been performing since I was a kid. My first ever role was, uh, Tom Sawyer and the Adventures of Tom Sawyer at a community theater when I was 11. Oh, that's um, nice. And, um, my first major audition, I performed in sync, which was, mm-hmm. I got the role. So that was cool. Mm-hmm. Um, but I graduated from a acting conservatory in 2011. Since then, it's been like 25 plus commercials and about, uh, 10 network television shows. Mm-hmm. Okay. And Gustavo. <laughs> so I was uh, born and raised in New York. I grew up in Washington Heights. Whoop, whoop. And then I uh, moved to Miami for high school and college. Oh. Yeah. So that was a cool experience. 
best of both worlds. Mm -hmm. And then I played college basketball in Boca Raton, Florida, which is an hour north of Miami. Oh, I was there dope. for five years. So I used my height for something. I know. Well, right? come on. <laughs> and, then, and then when I graduated, um, I just wanted to try acting. So I just moved back to New York and kind of figured it out. I did a lot of catering work. That's where I met Eric. I actually know Eric from uh, like 2015, I think, mm -hmm. we back met originally. We used to cater together. Mm -hmm. So it was amazing being able to do uh, my first TV gig and his as well yeah. together. You know, so that was cool. Wait, so when you say you used to cater, did you did you cook or were you working oh, for sorry. a catering company? Oh, sorry. So we were company? like cater waiters, essentially. Oh, you know, okay, Serving okay, food gotcha. and bringing drinks. What I most a, of us actors do right? yeah. you know, <laughs> before we start booking. Okay, acting. so <laughs> then before we get into the the power questions, um, I think what I want to convey to everyone else is, you know what? Let's let's take a break there. Right now, we are filming after the writers' strike was announced. And I just wanted to know, before we start getting into the nitty-gritty of your characters and what happened on the show, I just wanted to know, like, how is the writer's strike going to affect you going forward? I mean, it's definitely going to put a delay on, on everything. Anything that's, anything original is going to be delayed. So you are potentially looking at a lot of, uh, or a lack of opportunities coming mm -hmm. up now for a little, for the foreseeable future mm -hmm. unless maybe there's something that's already been written and they're kind of working on already but okay. other than that it's going to be potentially pretty slow 100 percent. i think a lot of people don't realize that not only does the writer write the episode of the season they're on set while we're filming mm. they have to edit on the spot you know lines and stuff like that so if there's no writer on set there's no there's no filming and this is why we need to pay mm. our creatives, mm. yeah. right? Because right. without them, we don't get gems like this. So uh, I hope that we are able to get through this strike quickly because we want power to come back. We want the shows to come back and we want people to have work. So uh, I hope that this doesn't last for long. I'm surprised that it had to get to this point where we are or where people are actually on strike. But um, hopefully that this is a quick and somewhat painless process, yeah. especially for the actors and for the writers as well, all of the creatives involved. Yeah. Um, but to the power questions, right? Before you guys were casted or before you got the job, what was your hiring process like? Well, that was pretty fun. Um, I auditioned originally for International Guap in the show. Um, and I, 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 I read for that. Um, wait, the, wait, which one? The one that had the braids with the fronts? I don't think so. Or he, the he one was just that beat recently up. in there. He like gets oh, beat up in a chair. Was he was a, in the, the Dominican one that was Republic. In, that was supposed to be in DR. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, so I, <laughs> I had originally auditioned for that. But then they said you were too pretty. Yeah. Right? <laughs> they said that they uh, wanted to know if I would like to be considered for the role of Gordo and kind of sent me all that they could tell me at that point. Um so it was pretty cool. I was actually in a hotel in Mexico when I got that. So I filmed the audition there. Mm -hmm. And then- uh, And that's called a self-tape? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, yeah. It was a self-tape in a hotel. I mean, I was taking like artwork off the walls, trying to just get yeah. like a clean- As bare as yeah, possible. Yeah, yeah. Awesome. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, oh, yeah. You're trying to stack on the most random things. There's no tripods. Like, forget it. Um, 
And yeah, sent the tape and about a week later they offered me the job. And I feel like it was probably like another week after that, that I was there at the studio in Brooklyn getting started. So it was quick. What? Yeah. Yeah. Real quick. Okay. Excuse us. Yeah. <laughs> Caesar, was your process as easy? Um, no, I wouldn't say it was as easy. Uh, so it's pretty cool. I actually played an extra in the original Power season one. Yes. I was um, one of the uh, one of the gang members in uh, the Soldados. I was a Soldado. Multi- oh. Multiverse uh, Caesar in yeah, the Power yeah, Universe. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's why I always tell people, like, just because you die doesn't mean anything. You can come back in another form because they have so many shows. Mm-hmm. But right? like I, I don't, you know, I was just the background in the original. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, but uh, but still, look, you back. I'm back somehow. I got back. But uh, <laughs> don't worry, we're gonna see you in force next. I yeah, <laughs> speaking into existence, right? <laughs> I um I auditioned about six, seven times for Ghost, and I auditioned for the original Power. I think season six. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, you know, this is the one we booked. Look at that. And you made it. And I made it. <laughs> okay. And then... Uh... Uh, yeah, for me, it was like just simple self-tape. Um, but it was interesting to see that <clears throat> in the scenes that they provided for us for the self-tape, it was pretty much a combination of all like the brothers' lines into mm-hmm. like one or two scenes. So like what you see us saying in the actual show might have been like... Set by someone sent else. by someone else. Okay. Yeah. So that was interesting. But otherwise, it was... Simple process filming it. I my girlfriend at home. She's the one that kind of is my reader all the time, and which is very helpful. And yeah, do you guys fight over the delivery of your lines? No, because she's not about like the acting life like at all. So you know, what she's does just she there do for support? She's, <laughs> she's a project most... manager for a pharmaceutical. Oh, company. good. So she so she manages you in terms yeah. of how you got to get this done. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and then uh, Michel, is it Michelle or Michelle? Is uh, Michelle? Michelle. Yeah. Um, so for me, it was, a uh, it was cool. I remember getting it and then gave me to audition for two roles, for two of them. I think it was his and mine. And then I remember doing it like a thousand times in my room with my own voice. I, that's my reader. I record the other person's lines and then uh-huh. leave a gap for my lines. <laughs> oh, that's dope. Yeah. Well, you know, cause most people don't want to read more than like two, three times. Right. I want to do it a bunch. So I get it like, right. Mm-hmm. And then, like, I'm at catering work where I met Eric, just, like, doing a shift. And then I get an email, like, you booked Ghost. I was like, no way. I flipped out. I was running to everybody, like, yo, I booked this. <laughs> and it said it was for five episodes. I couldn't believe it. I was like. <laughs> yeah, that's, was that's like, your pretty, first job. For my yeah. first, first job. Yeah. Yeah. That is a big deal. Because I thought it was going to be, like, this small little thing. Mm-hmm. I didn't think it was going to be this, five, this, this recurring thing. So I was, like, you know, on top of the world. Aww. So then. What was your biggest misconceptions about power before bu- booking it and then going on to set and then actually working there? You know, what's kind of crazy is I didn't even really know about the TV show before. Yeah. Uh, yeah. No, nope. cut the interview. I, uh, that's, <laughs> that's it. I'm out of here. No, I know. What do you mean? You didn't I know. know. Where were you living? It's so crazy. But I've talked about this with a couple of other people. I feel like either you know this show or you don't like it is kind of like what i i mean there's some people in the middle for sure but i feel like no, when they, i no, ask people no, about it you're right yeah i, I think you're really yeah. i think like i felt that way with the with the first iteration of power so with power itself yeah especially seasons one and two it was either it's something if you know you know right but then by the time season let's say three and four rolled around that's when it started to get 
where the fandom like really, really took off. Yeah. And now because I'm so consumed by it, it's almost crazy to me that no one has heard of this. Because mm-hmm. like my my family, they have no clue what this is. Yeah. Like what yeah, yeah. what do you do? Yeah. So you left your job there to do this. <laughs> so how is this working out for you? I'm like, listen, like millions of people watch a show. Yeah, like yeah. it's a really, really big thing. But I get your point about like if you're in a bubble or if you're not, I guess like enthralled in the culture aspect of it. Mm-hmm. It, it flies under the radar sometimes, yeah. especially if it's not something that you would normally watch or normally come across, like a drug dealing show mm-hmm. where then the sun is taking over. Not a lot of people are going to come by that. Yeah. yeah. But hey, that's a testament to how good the show is and how that, the way this universe has thrived and mm-hmm. all these spinoffs. Like, that's mm-hmm. super yeah. impressive. That is still one know? of the highest rated shows on premium cable. Yeah. Yeah. It's, and, and it keeps going. Yeah. And Power after <laughs> Power never dies. Power never, <laughs> never dies. So, um, what about you? Did you have any misconceptions of the show before? So, like a lot of things I filmed, normally I, I never saw the show before either. But this is one of the shows I actually did watch. And I, like I said, I was involved in From just a background role in season one. Right. And I remember being on set. I knew it was going to be something, yeah. you know, even back then. And. 50 Cent is my favorite rapper. So, like, just to... I was Look at, at that. He's selling out Staten Island for you know, I mean, hey, it is what it is. <laughs> okay. um, but I got to work with him on on season two of The Original Power. Mm-hmm. And, yeah, I kind of knew what the show was about. So I was, I, was, I was excited to be part of this. What, what was the call like when you got casted as a Castillo brother in contrast to just being an extra before, uh, well, or was, was the process simple? Yeah, because I mean, you were as, already a, as there? an extra, there's no audition process. You just you just stand. You there. just submit, and and it's a, a background casting thing. They just take a picture of you. You have a picture on on a website, and they'll just choose you to be. You know, you fit the look of the whatever they're looking for. Okay, but this is way more in depth. Um, people that don't know, since COVID, pretty much. All audition processes are self-tapes now. Mm-hmm. So, Is it still and, that way now, considering yeah. that way? Yeah, oh. you might yeah. get a little sprinkle here and there of in-person, but for the, like 95% yeah. is you're filming it yourself. Mm-hmm. Oh, okay. So, yeah, which could still? be like a love-hate thing. Yeah. I don't yeah. know. I hated that at first. <laughs> now I like it. Yeah. Um, because you have more control of it? or You have more control, but you don't get feedback. Mm-hmm. When oh. you go into a room to audition, the casting director will give you some kind of direction usually. Yeah, there's definitely pros and cons on each side of it. Me personally, I I love the feeling of meeting a casting director in person and getting, allowing them to see your energy in the room. Mm -hmm. You know, I think there's a, for me, that's a a positive is when they could see the real you right there, you know, in person. Yeah, 100%. Me too. I like that. Um, I, I had the privilege to, on season six, I think it was, of the original power, meet the casting directors. Okay. Mm. Before What's COVID. the name of the casting director? Uh, Christine Cromer is okay. the casting director. And, um, you know, I got to feel that energy and stuff like that. So I think that was a bonus before going into this self-tape world that we're in now. See, I, I, I'm the opposite. I, I would have thought, well, I guess because you're actors, you probably wouldn't get nervous, but I would have been... I would be more comfortable taping it myself so yeah. that I can, you know, redo it mm-hmm. and I don't have to have the pressure of someone looking at me do it. So even if like 
I'll give myself my own feedback, like this looks bad or my angles here aren't good. <laughs> but doing it in front of someone and not necessarily knowing if I'm going to have the opportunity to redo it, I think that would make me a little nervous. Yeah, yeah. But no? what's interesting is a lot of times when I do these self tapes. Sometimes I will beat one to death like too much, oh. and then what happens? And you is, get in your head. It's the first take or two that I really <laughs> end up choosing. You know, yeah. so it's yeah. like it's like wasted time to me. I've realized like that the fresher it is, <laughs> usually the better it is. And and when it comes to angles and stuff, I mean, I don't really care about that <laughs> stuff. Me personally and all that. Really? But, but yeah. Even as an actor? Like, and, and honestly, the casting directors, they don't care about that either. They're not looking at that. They're focused on your performance and your choices, you know, at the I, end of the I day. I think sometimes we become so critical of ourselves. Mm-hmm. So I try to just let it go. I try to treat it as if I'm still in the room with the casting director, which yeah. normally you're going to get like two takes, maybe. Yeah. Okay. Usually it's one. Sometimes you'll get two, three if they want like something different from mm-hmm. you. But uh, I think for actors out there, you have to learn to let it go. Mm-hmm. Go in there, do your thing. Don't do a hundred tapes. <laughs> I don't know. It doesn't for me personally. Yeah. Like I'll start to, like I said, the first couple were probably your best takes anyway. Okay, you know, and you don't want to lose the authenticity of it anyway. Yeah. Definitely. Okay, so let me ask you some questions about power. Now, Eric here, who plays Gordo. When I when I reviewed that episode of your last episode, it was our episode six. Sorry, guys. It was episode six, and I saw you in the kitchen. Wait, wait. Was it episode six or is it episode seven. seven? It's episode seven. And Gordo is in the kitchen with Monet. <laughs> and I said, I was like, it's no way he thought he was going to make it out of here alive. Because I thought she was going to kill him on the spot. So... <laughs> When when you had to deliver those lines, right? What was going through your head? Like, is this it for me? Like, do you, well, I guess you know beforehand, right? Because it all happens in that episode. Yeah. But I guess the real question is like, what made you confident enough to say to her, "This is what it's gonna be"? <laughs> like, how? Uh, what made Gordo? Gordo or, com- or me? No, Gordo confident. because Gordo was losing his mind yeah. at this point. Well, we had a secret that we shared together, and I think that that secret is what gave him the leverage to be like, "Oh no, you can play a bit by my rules because, like, I, I, I have this piece of information that you also don't want somebody to find out about. You don't want your family to find out about. So, I think that leverage is what gave him." The confidence, I guess he underestimated the fact that she could then just wipe him out, which is what happened. Right. But uh, um, I think overall it was it was that secret. It was that little piece of knowledge that he was sitting on that said, oh, no, we're, we're even here right now. So let me control this for a little. See, only only <laughs> your mother, the, 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 the actress who plays your mother, L- Luna. Yeah. Right. Only she, only Evelyn knew the full scope of. Monet's wickedness, right? Mm-hmm. Because she she was the only one that this is the thing that bothered me about the Castillos, right? No, besides Evelyn, no one asked questions. Sure. Yeah. No one said, Well, why are you telling me this? Only the mother did. She mm-hmm. says, Well, I know if you're telling me this, that there must be something else behind it. And I guess now mm. that everyone is able to put the pieces together, just in case you didn't catch on. Monet circumvented Evelyn. Mm-hmm. She went around Evelyn because Evelyn said, I don't want 
to lose any of my children. I've already lost my husband. I don't want to get in a war with the Tejadas. That's what she said. But they don't show us this in the show, but I'm guessing, and if this was cut, you can probably tell me, Monet probably texts, texts Gordo and says, I have this information for you. I know who killed your dad and you can go carry it out like that. Is that what happened? Because they didn't show us that. Yeah. I, we're just, I'm just, I just inferred it mm-hmm. because you walk past her on the steps and that's all we see. Yeah. So did something else happen that we didn't see or we're just supposed to infer it from that interaction? Correct. There was nothing that we filmed that explained that more it got cut, and that's also kind of how I've uh, how I've taken it. That yeah, at some point she just let me know this, and that's no it. questions asked, and, and you just went and did it. You didn't say, "Well, this guy is Lorenzo. This guy is like my uncle. Why would he kill my father? He was in prison. Did he really order this? Like no one, <laughs> no one even asked. You just walked up behind him and slit his throat. You didn't say, "Well, why did you kill my dad?" But yeah. Drew, <laughs> Drew. Drew Drew had a whole conversation with the Russians before he went and killed the Russians. Sure. No? Yeah. And you guys didn't even... Let me tell y'all why I'm mad. Y'all didn't... <laughs> you know we don't write this, right? <laughs> Listen, you don't have to tell me that, but I have to express my frustration somewhere, right? But no Because the writers are here. But no one said, hey, Drew, Gordo, right? Because this is why Monet is mad at you in the first place. He's like... Why'd you let him go there and do that? You you guys have a bond. Yeah. Why didn't you stop him from starting a war with the Russians when you know you killed his dad? It took the heat off of me. And I was like, all right, you know what? Let, let, I was, you know, just trying to get that focus on someone else at that point. I said, okay. <laughs> okay. I asked him if he talked to his family about it. <laughs> <laughs> Listen, we're mad too. You're mad too? Yeah, I mean, when I saw, because first off, the they're very private with everything like we didn't know what was going on we didn't know most of those eric scenes we didn't see or know about oh really yeah so wait so they don't play like when you're on set they don't play what's happening oh no No, this this show in particular is very super private the only script we get is our scenes and that's it and we only get that Maybe a day or two before we film. Right. Yes. A day. So like if we're doing episode six, we got episode six like two days before we filmed. Mm-hmm. And we don't know what's going to happen in episode seven. Right. Until like two days before episode seven. Mm-hmm. And the only way we find out what's happening in that episode is through the table read that happens. Yeah. At the, the table read. At the table at read. The table. Yeah. Right. And then. Wait, do they still do table read? Even, mm-hmm. even it's though it's virtual. It's Zoom right now. It's okay, virtual. okay. But then, like when we when I saw it, the things that Eric was doing, I'm mad. I'm like, "Yo, what are you doing? <laughs> why are you doing this? Why would you do that? <laughs> like, why didn't you come talk to us, man? Yeah. Like, I'm your brother. <laughs> Seriously, I'm your six foot. Like, like <laughs> I would have brother. Yo, I would have told you slitting like, his throat is a terrible a idea. Terrible idea. <laughs> terrible. Terrible idea. But we and, never we never learned that he killed Lorenzo. Right. We never know that. That's it. That's the Chronicles of Power exclusive, guys. (laughs) They didn't know. So wait, you didn't know? Well, yeah, on the show, we don't know. We don't don't know. Yeah. Yeah. What? Oh, my gosh. Wait, so that means that your mom doesn't know either. No, because he gets killed by Drew, but we don't know. And she says, she does say to Monet, you don't even seem to be grieving him. I don't know if you guys saw that scene mm-hmm, yet, mm-hmm. but she 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 meets up with uh, 
Monet because she's looking for Gordo. She's looking for her son. She's like, she, she tries to plead to Monet, like, think of it as a mom. I'm looking for him. I just want to know if he's okay, if he needs my help, something. And Monet doesn't doesn't give an inch, not not even an inch. She doesn't, no, no sadness, no nothing, just, I don't know where he is. And she's the one that set this whole thing into motion. Sometimes I wonder, and you guys can tell me if you if you think about it in this way too. Do you think that Monet deserves to make it out of this season? No. With all of the <laughs> Hell no. with all of like look, just I didn't even know that you guys didn't know that he did that. Oh, and we got killed for it. And you got killed for it. And that scene when you guys get killed, oh my gosh. Spoiler alert! Are we? What is this? <laughs> no, no, no. We're oh. fine. Oh, okay. I mean, I hope you guys have watched the episode by the time this airs, <laughs> because it will be out oh, okay. by the time this airs. Oh, okay. It will be out. But that scene that reminded me of old school power. Mm, yeah. So with Drew and Kane not talking, they don't have any speaking lines when it's happening. They're just outside making signals to each other. Everything is very stealth mode. <clears throat> Excuse me, stealth mode. They put in the gas, bring down the gate. Well, the gate is brought down. I think you bring down the gate, right? Uh, I bring. You bring down the gate, and then they put the screwdriver in to keep it locked, and that's it. No screaming, no crying, no gunshots, no nothing. Just out. No from carbon monoxide. No chance to fight back. No right. chance to fight back. <laughs> so no signs of a struggle. But we didn't like that. Yeah, we yeah. wanted you a shootout. You wanted out. a shootout. You wanted a bangout. At Poppy's funeral. Okay. Did you see the scene before when we got all the handguns? We think we're going to war with the Tejadas. Yeah. And then we get well, gas. Well, you thought you were going like, to war with the Russians. The Russians, yeah. But, but right. they had to. But Monet, again. So can I tell y'all? So before this, right? So before I met... Um, Berto Cologne, right? I used to have an issue with calling Monet Mary because I couldn't separate her, mm-hmm. right? It was hard for me to do it because I loved Mary J. Blatch since I was a child. And I know that she's playing a character or whatever the case may be. But after she set up Gordo to kill Poppy, she's been Monet ever since. <laughs> I, can't, I can't even call her Mary anymore because there's no way the Mary J. Blige that I love would do something like that. Because for, for her, right? Because that's yeah. how I, I just, I couldn't, I couldn't get over it. But with, um, with the scenes with the Russians, the way how she stops the, the way how she stops it coming back on you guys is she sacrifices Kai. For for you guys, for nothing to come back on you because you didn't stop Drew from killing Pavel and you guys didn't know. You just went in with your brother because your brother says, okay, you know, my boo said, this is what we got to do. And you're like, well, my brother said, this is what we got to do. So this is what we're going to do. But I'm I'm actually pretty shocked that you guys didn't know that he did that. Yeah. And they there's no inclination at all. So then- the other question that I have to ask, and then I'll move on to the rest of you guys, is because this is a big topic. Um, the sex scenes. Mm. There are a lot of them. Sex scenes? <laughs> I didn't see those. <laughs> I see them every week. <laughs> and it's a lot of them. And 
Let me, before I say this, I hated Everett for Drew. I thought that you were the best match. I thought that Gordo was the best match for Drew. It's a pity that his mother made you kill his dad because you would have been the best match for him in terms of what he need, what that character needed. Yeah. Uh, especially what we see what happens with Drew after Gordo dies because he did have a connection with this person and this person wasn't taking advantage of him, wasn't ashamed to be with him, wasn't hiding him in any way. But Everett had a problem with his family. Mm-hmm. Drew couldn't necessarily be honest with him about what he does. And wouldn't you say, like, in a relationship, you don't want to hide the person that you're with, right? You want to be comfortable. You want to talk to them. You want to be able to parade them around town. So I hated that that for you, that you had to do that. I wish we could have seen you longer. There's no way when I first met your character on the show that I met you uh, on screen that and I was like, oh, he's only going to be here for a few episodes. I thought that they were going to draw this thing out. I mm. thought that us too. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I'm like, yeah, there's no way I they're going to kill him off. I thought so Drew was going to have like some real love, especially yeah. because Everett is such a dick to him. Yeah, like, sorry, I got to use that language, but he was so <laughs> mean. Yeah, then he didn't even show up at the funeral. But then well, I heard, they did. They okay, cut it. I was yeah. about to say. Yeah. Then I heard that he did show up at the funeral, but they cut it. Yeah. And I was like, I was there too. They cut mine too. Yeah, <laughs> that's right. And I mean, well, Evelyn so had a scene. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yo, they did the Castillo's dirty. I'm uh, sorry, uh, yo. <laughs> okay, but so the sex scenes. Let's get back to the sex scenes. I'm sorry. I went on a tangent for a little bit. <laughs> <laughs> what? What is your family saying about these sex scenes? Oh, please. They, like, my... Don't oh, please me. You, you did it. You did it. No, I don't want my nipples out on TV, guys. I don't want him to play with my chest ears. He's got great no. nipples. He's got great check. I feel like... Yeah, it's like... So it's funny. When you were asking about, like, preconceived notions of power, like, what I was thinking is that my parents are, like, the biggest fans of the show so when i found out that all this stuff was happening i was like have you guys ever heard of this and they're like are you kidding me <laughs> oh wait so and your so, parents know about it and you didn't know oh about- yeah oh come oh on. yeah but and your parents live in dc too or they're here uh, detroit so okay. my mom and stepdad live in detroit and then my dad and stepmom live in texas and individually they are all like all four of them for are obsessed with the show wow. no so way. like i came to them for the information so but That's- you know like <laughs> come on you get cast on uh, you get cast on power you know that there's like romantic things happening with somebody. I feel like it's pretty obvious that it's going to happen or it's going to be asked of you. Um, so they know. I warned them beforehand, but whatever. They've seen my butt before. <laughs> That's different. Somebody's touching your butt. Yeah. <laughs> That's different. Well, so then do you feel like, or, and everybody can answer this, right? So the scenes with Kane and Effie Eard. Right. And one of the points that I made, I was like, I want to see if everyone has this much outrage for Kane and Effie. Do you feel like a lot of the outrage that the show is receiving is because it's gay sex scenes or gay love scenes? Yeah. And it makes people uncomfortable? Of course. Um, 100%. People would rather not see those scenes in exchange for seeing Kane and Effie or Tariq and one of his girls. Like, you know, I, I think like they would be much, like the the audience would be much more into seeing those kinds of scenes. I think, however, that 
it's very intentional. And I think regardless of like what people really want to see, it's like a relationship like Gordo's and Drew's is a reality. Mm -hmm. It's a possibility and it exists in the world. Mm -hmm. So I think the writers, you know, probably and creators anticipated that this isn't going to be everybody's favorite thing to watch, but whether you watch it, whether you fast forward through it, however you interact with it, it puts it into your mind that this is a reality, this is a possibility, and it's not going anywhere. So you can choose to skip it, but you're still thinking about it, and you're still talking about it online, and it's 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 bringing it up. So regardless of how people receive it, I feel pretty cool to have been able to put that out there for people who, you know, it, this isn't a, a, a gay TV show for gay people, right? but it just it's in there for all people to watch. And I think that that's really important. Yeah. At the end of the day, if, if it helps with the story, that should be your only concern mm -hmm. when you're watching a show or a film at the end of the day, if it, if it makes sense for, you know, if people love each other, people love each other. That's it. You know, it's, I think about, I don't know if anybody watched the last of us, but mm -hmm. they had a, a very uh, groundbreaking kind of episode and it was focused on a gay love story, but it was mm -hmm. one of the most well-written love stories I've ever seen in, on television. And that to me is way more important than who the, the people are that are in it, you know? So if it works with a story to me, that's, that should be all that matters. But I yeah. think some of the feedback is that a lot of the sex scenes are overkill, mm. not just yeah. the gay ones, yeah. not just because I do feel like a lot of the flack that the sex scenes have been getting is because they were Drew. Right, especially because yeah. of the tweet that 50 Cent put out where he says, you know, if he has one more of these, he's not gay. But if he has one more, he is going to be gay. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And I don't really think that that's how it works, right? Yeah. <laughs> but, but, but all that is for views and clicks. Yeah, you know? yeah. 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 We know. And engagement. Like, we, already know yeah. What, yeah. we already know what it's hitting for. But some people don't. Yeah. Right. And some sure. people, there's a, there's a touch of ignorance with it. Sure. Right. Like, and, and we can't be naive to about the things that we put out there. Yeah. But sometimes, well, here's what I'll say, and I'll, and I'll be upfront. When I do the reviews, because I do like a week, weekly review and recap of each episode, and sex scenes in general, whether it's male on male, female on female, or male and female, whatever, I think that sometimes it can be overdone. Yeah. And to your point, if it's not conveying a point and not pushing the story forward, I think that sometimes it can be overkill. Yeah, you're just sure. going for sex sells. Though. It's just going mm -hmm. for sex Classic sells. Classic trope. Right? Trope. So like, yeah. like, for instance, I'll give you an example. The, there's a scene with um, the character Kiki and Brayden, right? And they're banging the headboard. Right. <laughs> sorry, sorry if I'm doing that in the mic, guys. <laughs> but they're banging, they're banging the headboard. And as soon as they're finished, what does Brayden say? He says, you know, I'm just stressed out about Tariq. Like, after you just finished having sex, that's what you, that's what, that was your next line? Who thought of that? I seen uh, some of the comments a lot. Why is he thinking about Tariq? Why is he thinking about Tariq? <laughs> like, what? I didn't oh, even know. Because like me, I was just like, I, I know he didn't just say that. Yeah. <laughs> I, I know. I would have been pissed off if I was the girl, like, under him. Like, wait, so you... After that, that's what you want to say. But it's things like that that make me say, okay, we didn't really need that. Mm -hmm. Like, we, we already know that they're dating or that they have something going on because they showed us the scene of them going into a random room 
in the building, right? So that that was my only reason why I asked you. And then I guess my next question is, you know, well, how does your family, how did they respond to it? But then if you're dating, how do they, right. or the person that you're dating, how do they react to you having to do these scenes? They Like, yeah, my partner doesn't care. My parents, I don't think... You know, I'm sure it's not like their most favorite thing, but they like the show. Like they they were just happy to see me on there. Yeah. Yeah. And I feel like, I don't know. I feel like the sex scenes that like I shot and what they came out, like like what was put on TV, it wasn't like, you know, they're not that crazy. Like you, like they're really mild. It's like barely even, you don't even really see us like even pretending to have sex. You just kind of see like the aftermath right, of it. Just cuddling. You know? So I'm like, yeah, yeah, I don't know. My my partner is an actor. So like I Oh, so he's yeah, fine. Exactly, All right. Moving exactly. on. Next question. <laughs> okay. Then um, so let's get into the fun questions then. Um a lot of people have passed away in power in the power world. Hmm. Is there anyone that Besides yourselves. Yeah. <laughs> Don't start. I'll bring you back. Bring me back. All right. <laughs> Besides yourselves, who would you bring back from Power Heaven? Let's start with Michelle. Uh, well, I mean, I love 50 Cent. I would love to see him. I mean, he was on a couple, uh, couple episodes. Yeah, they brought him back. Think of somebody yeah. else. Think of somebody else. <laughs> Um, you know, I actually, I don't watch the show that much. I don't know much about the show, but actually I love Lorenzo. I did bring him back though. I love Lorenzo. I thought he was awesome. They brought him back for a little clip. For a little clip. Um, And the makeup in that shot was great. Yeah. Yeah, They made (laughs) him look crazy. Yeah. Um, um, okay, that. so you say mm. Lorenzo. I would love to have Lorenzo back. I, yeah, I was actually really fan. sad. To he was see great him to go. work with. So As a performer, fun. as a person, yeah. I've met him a couple times too. He's so nice and so great. So, so I, I, say I, I, I do too. look forward. To, <laughs> I do look forward to seeing what he's going to be able to accomplish outside of power. You know, oh, I look he, forward. He's to on. Um, he the has new Penguins. Yes, I was about yeah. to say he's about to be in Gotham City, guys. Oh, that's awesome. I'm pumped for him. And as a person who also didn't really watch much of Power, so normally I ask that question first and i should have normally i said well yeah. do, did you like power did you did you watch it but no, so didn't, never really watched it no um but so i'm so tempted to cut this interview yeah, right my mic's kidding. already off i'm just like talking <laughs> <laughs> but um but meeting um sax like it what a cool, uh, what an awesome like guy and gentleman, and 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 I know uh, how important he is to the show and mm-hmm. how much people uh, like. Listen, him. Sax has been there since season one, episode one. I can't That's believe he lived this long. I'm surprised mm-hmm. they had him. He should have died before a lot <laughs> of people, right? But he has always weaselled his yeah. way out and always been able to like still find his way to be here, but. The way how he went out. Yeah. Kind of crazy. I know one place to really be missed. Um, he was the main reader for the table read. He would be the narrator for the table read. Really? And he's, yeah. he's, 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 he's a great actor. So, mm-hmm. yeah, just having him narrate the whole episode was like. That yeah. was good. Even, oh. even in our, it was kind of emotional on the table read. Yeah. When his, uh, he had to read that. Yeah, scene. I never like met any of these people. We were just on Zoom. Yeah, it was like, Zoom, it was, yeah. like super emotional, you know, how much they cared about him as a mm-hmm. person, you know? Yeah, I really, mean, really he's cool. been there forever. Yeah. For I mean, even even watching. So I'll tell you what I did. When Lauren 
so there's a scene between Lauren and Tariq, which is played by Paige Hurd and Michael Rainey Jr. There's a scene with both of them and they're like in a bathroom and power is powering where there isn't a female guard that goes into the bathroom with her. They just let her go. And she goes in the bathroom and she says, Tariq. And I'm like, damn, she don't even got a code name for him. Know, right? Right? But they're in the bathroom and she lets it slip that sax is power powering. That sax... That Sax was the CI. That Sax knew about this all along, and I, my heart dropped, and I and I DM'd the actor immediately, like a crying emoji, and I was like, "Damn," <laughs> because I knew mm-hmm. there's no way he's getting out of this because he made it from Ghost and Tommy, but there's no way he was gonna make it out of this. Like it's been too long. It's too too much has transpired at this point, and I, to see him go. Even if you don't watch the show, just with working working with him for this one season that you've been in, like you you said that you know the impact that you, that he has had thus far, and seeing a character like that go, like an OG of mm-hmm. the Power Universe, go, it's crazy. Especially, yeah. I hate when Power and other shows do this too. They make you get attached to someone because, like, you get attached to Gordo or like the Castillas. We're like, oh. We got other bad people that are willing to ride. And then we get attached to you and then like a few episodes in, <laughs> they go. Yeah. Like, yeah. did you guys watch Game of Thrones? Yeah. I so re- yeah. remember remember the hard home episode? So this is where they first meet the White Walkers. They go to the Thens and we meet this bomb character, right? She is fighting. She, st- she stands up for Jon Snow. Now, even if you haven't seen the the show or know much about the series like she's doing all of this advocacy work for someone who is trying to save them and then she dies like she Mm. does all of this and like so you made me get emotionally (laughs) invested in this person right Mm -hmm. you get me emotionally invested in drew and gordo's relationship because i actually think he's a better fit for drew because i can't stand everett (laughs) and then you make him kill his dad and then he got he has to get killed I think that's what they want, though. I think yeah, they, I mean, they want so your emotional attachment. This is exactly yeah. what they want. That's <laughs> why. Just, yeah, just have right. Yep, 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 yep. I don't like this. I just want, like, I just want to have, like, I understand that it's power, but, like, can we have, like, something good happen? Like, can something good happen? Like, just once? Yeah. Right. That's why we should advocate for the prequel of the Castillos. That's right. There we go. You know what I'm saying? And then we you can know? incorporate Lobos. And, well, yeah. Oh, nice. Right? We can incorporate and, Lobos. And the father. Yeah. You're the father of the mom. And Frank. That would be great. Right? And then we'll, we'll, we'll get more Lorenzo. Yeah, bring Lorenzo right. Back. Bringing Lorenzo yeah. back. Yes. They can still do it. Because there was That'd supposed be awesome. to be, I remember Courtney Kemp saying that there was supposed to be be like a prequel for Lobos so maybe they can incorporate the Castillos there but then you guys would be younger don't worry we'll be magic shave his beard (laughs) and then you'll be okay alrighty so because you guys haven't seen all of this show there's some questions that I I had that I wanted to ask that that I can't really ask Uh, I've seen seen every episode you have I sure have 
Oh, can we, can we do a little quiz? <laughs> oh, I don't know that we want to do that. <laughs> wait, right. wait. I, I also didn't get to answer who I'd bring back. Oh, and, right. And, we and, skipped and, and now that you brought up this, I, I feel like I have to because I was going to take it back to OG power. So, so, so okay. So give me two people. I'll, if nice, you guys want to go again, then you can. But you can give me two people because I almost skipped you. Yeah. No, it's, this, I, is, I this is great because I wanted to. No, people. Caesar, I'm going to come back to you. <laughs> so Lobos. We have a connection. Okay. We both love rap. You. Right, and we we have a connection. They don't know it yet, but we do. Okay, so who are the two people? Lobos would be one of them. Oh my god, he was one of my favorite characters he was, in the whole series. He was so wild, amazing, mm-hmm. just so amazing. Wild. And I also really liked Holly, Tommy's girlfriend, Holly. No, I love. I, okay, I just like Caesar, loved her what being were you around. No, 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 no. no. Like I, Holly. Yo, when Holly died, I think oh. I had a parade. Oh, man. I was so sick of her. Oh my goodness, I was so sick of Holly. Oh, but she was sneaky. She was the worst. <laughs> she was the worst. Especially that. when she called ghost ghosts. She was Ooh, with ghosts. Yeah. I was like, oh. uh-huh. But okay, so who are you? Who would you bring back from Power Heaven? Bring back Ghost and Angie. Oh. Uh-huh. Bring bring them both back. When when Angie was shot, I clapped. <laughs> I couldn't they had to go, but if I had to bring, you know. I mean, I would bring back ghosts. Definitely ghosts. I mean. uh, because Amari. Yeah, his, uh, his presence uh, is definitely missed in the show. <sighs> I don't know what this show would have been without him. Mm. And sometimes I feel like, although we give him credit, like I, I wish he would have gotten the credit from... From the white, from from white media, like mm-hmm. if the Emmys would have considered him, yeah, or even right. Power as a whole, yeah, because there's no way that this show has been on for this long, has this many spinoffs, has this much of a fan base, and it's just not recognized anywhere. Yeah, super overlooked. Have you heard his story on Fifty Cent's book, The Hustle Harder, Hustle Smarter? No, tell he, me. he goes in depth about this. How he had he saw him on Next Day Air and loved that character. I was like, man, that can be. That can be ghost. So he brought him in for an audition, and apparently he did terrible. Yeah, His first audition yeah, was terrible. Yeah. And then he was trying to convince the execs, like, yo, this is the guy. Trust me. And then Felicen called him. He was like, all right. He, like, believed in him and brought him in again for the reading, and they nailed it. Oh, that's So cool. he almost wasn't ghost. He um, almost was Because they were supposed – I remember uh, reading or watching that it was supposed to be Boris Kojo. Do you oh, guys yeah. know who that is? Yeah. yeah, it was supposed to be him. And now I can't see him as ghost. I think he's too tall. Hey, another reason why some <laughs> don't hate on tall some actors might not be the best thing because yeah. he probably doesn't get that other opportunity. Uh, you know, to true. to to come back and 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 redo right his audition. Right. You know? No. 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 You're right. You're right. You're right. So then, <laughs> well, we we at the beginning of the interview we talked about the writer strike, and. My question for you guys now is, what's next? What are you doing now? What's what's going to happen after Ghosts, after Power? Yeah, I mean, a lot of auditioning right now, or at least trying to. Things I think have definitely slowed down in general, but I really enjoyed doing TV and film work. So just trying to keep this momentum moving forward and... The, the prequel he's talking about. Yes. <laughs> you guys hear that? We're all preparing for the prequel. Yeah. <laughs> We're all preparing for the prequel. Okay. Anything else that we should be talking about before we get out of here? Because it's just about our time. 
No? All right. Oh, well, that yeah. is it for Chronicles of Power, guys. Thank you so much for coming and talking to me. I really appreciate it. Pleasure. Uh, I mean, I got I don't think Monet makes it out, out of the season, but <laughs> we'll okay. see. We'll see what happens. <laughs> you guys didn't reassure me at all. I was hoping that she died. <laughs> but, but we say see. nothing, you know. We no, no, no. I know you can't. Yes. <laughs> but you know, you can huh. Have you not have you not seen the last episode? No, it didn't air yet. <laughs> and that's it. <laughs> <laughs> that was cool. Thank you so Man, much, guys. Awesome. Oh my gosh. No, I haven't seen the last episode. Okay. So what do they let they just let you see up until nine? Yeah, they didn't they didn't say ten. I don't know why they haven't said ten yet.